Keanu sings. Keanu dances. The only thing Keanu doesn't do is act. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Babes in Toyland. Everyone and welcome to yet another week. Week is it fourteen? No. Oh. <laughs> Wait. In week fourteen or, or episode 14, episode fourteen? Is it bad? I have to literally check my phone. It's a lot. It's a lot know. of episodes now. It's a bunch. <laughs> okay. So welcome 16, to 16. Whoa! Welcome to the sixteenth episode of um, I was gonna say Babes in Toyland, but that's our movie. <laughs> we could do sixteen episodes <laughs> about just this movie. I really could. I really could. Because if we just broke it down and discussed five minutes at a time, we could probably turn that into like a twenty, thirty minute podcast. And do for 16th. every five minutes. Yeah. Uh huh. I think it could happen, but indeed, it is not about babes. Well, today's is about babes and toilet. We are good times, great movies. I am one half of this podcasting team, Jamie Lorello. On the other half of the Toyland is um, my toy making friend, uh, DP McCambridge. Oh, Jamie, this movie. This I used to think I knew <laughs> what movies were. I used to think I understood mm-hmm. plotting and. That's all. That's all I have right now. This it's movie confused me to know. It wasn't as confusing as Tron. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I think it was trying to be that confusing, but didn't have enough to work with, I guess. You didn't find it magical in the least bit? Oh, it was magical. <laughs> this was this was magical, certainly. But I Now now you just wow. returned from a family vacation in Disneyland. Disney yes. World, correct? Disney World, yes. Did, Not the Lamo Disneyland. Did the world I went to the Lamo Disney World. <laughs> where where characters come alive, right? And, well, and people in costume. Yes. Sure. Joy is around. Now did you feel like a babe in your own toy land? I have no. to know. My no. children did. It was fun mm. to watch my six year old's head explode. Every time she saw a princess. It blows her mind. Um, blows her mind. But my God, if my kids weren't there, I would have clawed my eyes out and just <laughs> run for the exits <laughs> as soon as possible. It is weird. And now they have Star Wars because oh. because there's that new Star Wars movie coming yeah. out. I couldn't care less. But so now everything's Star Wars too. They go crazy. So, yeah. Oh, we were in line to meet Darth Vader. Yeah, seriously. Oh, your ladies um, were wanting to meet the, the dark side. Yeah, I'm not sure how we ended up there. Okay. We met Darth Vader and Chewbacca. Um, Exciting. And they loved them. Oh, but I would love them. Too. So we were in line, and my mom said something about, like, look at all these Star Wars nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, at the best, he goes, actually, I believe they're called Fruit Loops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second he was going to be sensitive for some reason, right, but I right, should have right. known better. But no, no. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was just, it's crazy. It's, you know, right? Yeah, yeah I've experienced yeah. it. I think every American has to on some <sighs> level. 
Um, yeah. But I don't have children, so I don't have to. Um, and, My family's uh, already talking about going back in five years, and oh. I shouldn't be that upset five years out, uh, but I am going to try and get out of this one. <laughs> a very important work thing. Maybe we have to podcast, a very important podcast. On That's that, right. Uh, oh. For five whole days while your family's in five Disney. <laughs> it was like 5.30 to 9 p.m. every day walking around, standing in long lines Lots to of lines. ride things that lasted 40 to 50 seconds. It, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and things that just spun you around so that when you came back out, you were like, whoa, this world is not – that's what I mean. I felt – I think that you can draw some parallels with the babes that were in this toy land and the experience you just felt in Disney World. Maybe not, but um, – uh, Well, uh, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> I, okay. I do wish that Keanu Reeves had been there yeah. singing. Why there is no Keanu singing in his current films, I don't know. I don't know how he did not just – I want to know the guy watching this movie going, that kid, going to be a star. Going to be a big Because guy. I didn't see it at all. Like that guy must have seen something. Oh, all the acting in this movie. I mean I got to tell you, I think – when I now I've seen this movie before. This movie right. was a favorite of my younger sisters growing up. So we uh, we watched it a couple of times over. I think we actually had it recorded on VHS. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I've never really been a big Drew Barrymore fan. No, and neither have I. When she I watched seems Dirty, doesn't she look dirty? Like Goldie Hawn also seems like she'd be kind of a dirty person. Like, <laughs> do you mean just like physically filthy? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just no. think she's a terrible actress. Yeah, she's pretty bad. And and she but, has kind of a Holly Hunter mushmouth. Yes. <laughs> and I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah. So I think this movie uh, started my d- decline for the appreciation of uh, Drew Barrymore's career. And now was she drunk throughout the film? <laughs> is this around the time well, where she is. was boozing the, it up a lot as a kid? There did. There is like because there's this the whole piece about her being you know she grew up too fast and didn't get to enjoy a childhood and she does muster some tears at one time in the toy maker's little house or whatever i, and I wondered <laughs> i was like is this movie about Drew yeah Barrymore? i wondered if she took a minute a page from her own journal and was like yeah i did grow up too fast can i do a line of coke to finish this monologue thank and you i I looked for some sort of trivia, some facts, nothing. Nothing about it. There is nothing about on IMDb or Wikipedia. It's nothing. It's basically this movie was made the end. <laughs> well, I really I, wanted some sort of, I don't know. I don't want to say gossip, but. You wanted some juice. You wanted yeah. some juice. Yeah. No, there. I, I feel like most of the people that were in it tried to, although. Like I, I think the Richard Mulligan is that his name? Oh yes, he uh, he definitely gave it his all. Of he is tearing it up. Yeah. This is. I'm assuming this is what got him the job on Empty Nest. <laughs> was just he had his demo reel from Babes in Toyland. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. Would you say? Would you want? Oh, to? are you ready? Uh, y- yes. I mean, we're dancing I, I, around it like one of the toy bears in the land or something. But well, you can't just, just jump into something like this. Because well, you could slide right off in your sleigh into the land, just like she does, out of the jeep on the my sled. God. It, it, Flying. Can I just say that the first ten, fifteen minutes of this movie, where they're in reality, I kind of wanted to see 
more of that. I really enjoyed that. I really did. Not that I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the Toyland because there's plenty in there to get into. <laughs> but the real people, like to call these people real people, is is crazy because they don't act like real human beings. No, they're kind of a hot mess as a family. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's just talk about it. Okay. During the credits, we <laughs> we see a lot of. Scenic paintings yes. of, I'm assuming, Cincinnati <laughs> and the suburbs of Cincinnati. It's quite And lovely. if you want a history lesson on Cincinnati, you're not going to get it from this movie. But if you just want a bunch of people talking about <laughs> Cincinnati every two to three minutes, watch this movie. I, I, I've never seen – I was looking for recommendations and I was like, well, let me just type in movies about set Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. <laughs> Nothing but this movie came up over and over and over. Really? Again. Yes. Well, they do talk about the their love of Cincinnati very often. And uh, why Pete Rose. is Pete Rose, Pete Rose. constantly? <laughs> He's Cincinnati's best thing, I guess. This is so weird. All right. So anyway, we get all these paintings of scenic Cincinnati, yes. and it's winter. There's snow. Yeah. I like Drew Barrymore's mom in this movie. Oh, I love uh, her. Ellen Brennan, yes, I believe her yes, name is. Eileen yes. Brennan. Brennan. Eileen Brennan. Yeah. Be- because she looks whacked out. She looks insane. Which is – well, and she is insane. As a mom in this movie in the beginning, there's this terrible snowstorm hitting Cincinnati and she's out shopping with the younger brother, putting tires yeah. on the car. Doesn't say – Drew calls her and is like, hey, mom, and she's crazy. She sounds cracked out. She sounds like she can – she's going to hit the bottle or, mm-hmm. or the needle next and – Oh yeah, she's in a phone booth and she said, I, yeah. I, "I just have to. I don't. We, we do. Your brother. He's, he's climbing on her, yelling. Some guys tapping on the thing. Your tires are done. Da, 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 da. I'm getting chains put on the tires. It's it's. It looks like it's been snowing for at least three days, and yeah. these people don't seem to understand that there's been snow on the ground. They're not prepared for this whatsoever. Right. Right. Yeah, the mom is uh, out somewhere and has to must continue without coming home. Tells Drew, Drew takes over dinner. Oh, don't worry, mom, I'll get dinner ready. And the mom's like, okay, I've got to go feed your brother. <laughs> Bye. I loved how uh, – I didn't know that that girl was Drew Barrymore's sister for a while. The one – well <laughs> – The older one who yeah. kind of looks like Winnie Cooper from yeah, she uh, does. Wonder yeah. Years. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And – I was like, what is what is her relationship um, with <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I, I thought she was her babysitter and I was like, what is her babysitter wearing? Did you notice oh, that giant the, the raincoat? Raincoat? Yeah, it's a storm outside, a winter storm, and she puts on yeah, it's it's made of it's like raincoat material. Yeah. And she that's what she wears to go out in the snow. Uh to go to that's, work, that's I guess. not a thing people do, no, right? People no. don't wear raincoats in for snowstorms into I, freezing cold and Cincinnati huge weather. pink ones, huge pink ones, like a petticoat, but yeah, pink she's pink. in the car later. She's in the jeep. It looks like it's eating her. Her head's barely making it out of the shoulder and the neck hole. Yes, of this yes. jacket, it's crazy. It is. It is. It's it's quite the wardrobe piece. Yeah. But no, she's the older sister, and she's in the middle of the storm on her way to work at the toy right. store. Right. 
at the store. Yeah. Right. Drew then goes to make her her dinner and just has a mixing bowl of, like, liquid. I don't know if she's mixing pancake batter for dinner or what. I don't know. Can we – you know, we talked about how we're not big Drew Barrymore fans. She is just phoning in this performance, right? I think that's her every performance. She is doing nothing. There is no emotion whatsoever. Oh, there are some. Like, when she looks at her sister and goes, you're the best, they're the best, you're the best too, and – with this cheesy, I don't know that you would call it good acting, but it was emotion. I didn't know how hammy this was supposed to be. A lot of the lines in this are so goofy. Oh, yeah. At one point, she walks into the Toy Master's office. Now I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. but And she says something like, for once in your life, there's something more important than a new toy. I'm like, is that supposed to be a joke that just falls really flat? Or is that supposed to be an actual line of dialogue? It, it's it's so bad. But anyway, yeah. there's a blizzard. Yes. And so Drew Barrymore leaves the house to mm-hmm. go tell her sister to come home because there's a blizzard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. She sees it on the news. The antenna falls down. Scary times are ahead because the storms are coming. Again, I don't understand why the sister went to work if the mother's getting chains on her tires, but the toy store is in walking distance from the house. I, so Drew sets out. Well, right? is it? I, well, how else does she get there? I don't know, but when they drive back, oh, it yeah. takes them forever. <laughs> she True. ran there in less time than it took them to drive home. That's true. Okay, so (laughs) – all right. So we are finally – and we're only about two minutes in. But finally, Keanu Reeves comes on screen. (laughs) So handsome. So handsome is what he is. His performance is goofy to the max. Uh, His performance – again, I think it just – it's just a reflection of what kind of actor he becomes. I – I think they're all shitty actors. I, oh, they're, they're all shit. No, they're not. They're not. The mom is Oh, great. yeah. Ellen is fabulous. And fabulous. Richard Mulligan is phenomenal. His performance The two is... people over the age of 55 <laughs> are doing a great job yeah. in this movie. The Nobody kids, else is. Kids are totally cheese balls. But so, so yeah. I, I love it how Keanu Reeves asks um, Drew Barrymore's sister out for pizza after this. And she goes, I don't think I could eat three pizzas <laughs> in one night. Because two other dudes asked her out that same day, and I guess she accepted those dates. <laughs> On the night of the blizzard. Right, Christmas right, Eve. Exactly. It's Christmas Eve, too. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his playfulness when he has this little Santa hat and he, like, he takes a little ball on the top and he's like, oh, you're so popular. <laughs> he is terrible. Uh, yeah. The worst. He's, he's really... I mean, can they fill a movie with people who I don't understand why they're actors? Yeah, they did. Because they did it here. And then they tossed him in Toyland. How is he an actor? (laughs) He must be – he must just be an amazing person to work with. Like, he just must be so easy to work with. I was going to say, I could see him being really easygoing, maybe. Um, I mean, he was handsome. He was – Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But – how does it take you this far in your career? I mean, when you start out with the babes, this wasn't definitely not. This was early in his career, but definitely not his first. It's perhaps, not his first. Perhaps his first singing there was a bunch role. Of, there was a bunch of stuff before this that I had never heard of. Gotcha. Um, other TV movies and stuff like that. Gotcha. But this is only three years. Well, only three years. It's three years before Bill and Ted. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. And I think that's what launched him into stardust. <laughs> <laughs> he is terrible. Movies are... He's not good, right? Am I no, wrong with no, this? No, you are not wrong. You were you were right on the mark with that. Because, I no, mean, he, he's in good movies. He's been in good movies. And he's terrible in good movies. I'm not right, a fan. Right, right. Sometimes I think <laughs> movies are good in spite of him. Yes, yes. And sometimes movies are just good because they're good, but... Like, nobody watches The Matrix, and I don't really like The Matrix, but I know people do, mm-hmm. and I understand why people like it. Sure. Nobody's reason is Keanu Reeves. His performance. No. no. Right. And again, I think that you can see elements of all of his performance in, in, in Babes in Toyland. I mean, you definitely, he's got a look that he gives, that he gives several times in this movie, right before they're about to get married, or she's about to marry the bad guy, which we'll get into. Um, there's a look he gives that's just Keanu's A look, look. of cluelessness? Yes! Yes! <laughs> a look of not understanding that right. he's on film or what's happening? Yes, exactly. And it's, it's his signature look, if you will. And he definitely delivers it in this. Drew finds herself, she comes to the store, and she uh, she has to hide under the desk, right, while we meet our, our villain. Why does she have to hide? I don't know. Why and does she have to hide? I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah, and we meet the owner of this store. Barney? Who is Richard Mulligan. Yes. Barney. It, just call him Barnaby, because he's yes, Barnaby through most of this. That's what he is, Barnaby. Everybody's name has changed slightly. Yes. When yes. they're in Toyland. Mm-hmm. But basically, I mean, it's the Wizard of Oz, basically. Oh, that's, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow, he is super creepy as this. He is more terrifying as the owner of this toy store than he is the evil guy in toy Yes, I agree. Because how old is this girl? You've got to believe she's 15 or 16. 16? Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, making advances, and she's addressing the fact that he's being inappropriate. Yes. Um, she's working the customer service desk, mm-hmm. and she's talking about faulty merchandise. And yes. I love his line is, believe me, your personal <laughs> merchandise is not faulty. <laughs> and he's holding her hand. It is really Very creepy. Oh. Very yeah, creepy. And he's wearing one of those bolo ties, which oh, I think yeah, just yeah. amps it up a little bit. Yeah. And he almost seems like he's doing a Rodney Dangerfield impression sometimes. Whoa, no respect for my toy yeah. makers. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, but, and he's, yeah, so he's obviously this swarmy kind of a dude. And she's not yeah. putting up with it. She's pretty sassy. And so is Drew. Lucy, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa. I think, is her name. Yes. Um, and they, they kind of give him a what for, and Lisa announces to the whole store, who was unaware, apparently, that the blizzard is coming and you all have to get home. Yeah, how do they not know there's a blizzard? They want to close the store. Keanu basically says, we need to close this store. We need yeah. to get these people out of here. Mm-hmm. Drew Perrin-Morchette does. She hijacks the store microphone, or what do they call it? Uh, intercom? The AP system, whatever. Okay, okay. The AP system. Yeah, let's say that. The AV system. I'll call it that. Two letters. Um, Yeah, she tells everybody to to leave the store. The PA, PA, not the AP. (laughs) The advanced placement. (laughs) I was not in advanced placement. (laughs) Clearly. Technology. (laughs) So, yeah, she makes the announcement. The store kind of clears out to his dismay and yes. they head on their adventure and you're right i realize their drive home oh yeah well can uh, we just can we just say that she when they're leaving drew barrymore's sister 
gives her a what's her what's her name? What's Drew Barrymore's sister's name? Her name is Mary Contrary. Yes, Mary Contrary. But is it Mary yes. in real life? Yes. Okay. She gives her a sled. She says, "Here, Drew. Oh, right, I right, bought right. this sled for you." And Richard Mulligan's freaking out, like, "You can't take that. That owns. That belongs to the store." Right. I and forgot. she kind yep. of quits, which is weird. But she says that sled cost half the salary that you owe me. It is a chintzy plastic sled. She is making shit money at this job. Well, and unless she's taking advances out on her salary, which we know you can well, do. Well, she's taking advances yeah. <laughs> from Richard Mulligan. So, yeah, this is when D- Drew delivers that cheesy line of, like, this is the best, and you're the best, and oh. we're the best, and life's the best, and let's go in the Jeep and have a song fest. It's like how some people can't watch movies from... Like the 30s, because the performances are all so heightened. Yeah, yeah. And the line delivery is so cheesy mm-hmm. and over the top. That's what this movie felt like half the time. Yes, yes, yes. Only for certain. Yeah, it was like you can tell the days when Drew was like, all right, I did my eight ball. I'm good to go. We're going to make right, this exactly. performance work. Yes. And the days when she was like, last night was way too heavy. I'm just going to have to be putzing around in this little go-kart. It's when she took those black pills i th- i think it was from that movie basketball diaries oh yeah Do you remember that movie where yeah. um I, they're about to play a basketball game and they dump all these pills out in their hands and they're all different colors and they're like i don't know which are the uppers and which are the downers <laughs> and leonardo dicaprio is like let's just take the black ones if there's one thing you know about <laughs> drugs kids it's that the black pills are downers yeah and yeah. you do not take those before a basketball game or before filming babes in toilet right Drew. right Announce it on the AV system. Let everyone know. (laughs) Well, now this crew, sled included, right? Because now... um, Sled included. She sits, I think, on the sled. She's apparently sitting on the sled. But... She seems to be sitting in a seat. Well, I, I didn't understand. But he's got a Jeep, and it's a it's not a hardtop Jeep. So I think that nope. the sled... has like, got a plastic she, zipper holding this whole thing it, together yeah, in a blizzard. She gets it all. She shimmies herself in there. And they have the first and the best song. This is the song I actually remembered from the movie. Because um, it's kind of a catchy tune, and it helped me spell Cincinnati appropriately, because they spell it out in their tunage. It did not help me... Because throughout my notes, Word kept saying, you're spelling Cincinnati wrong, you <laughs> idiot. You're putting like five N's in this thing. And there's not Cincinnati. And then the best town in O-H-I-O, Ohio, USA. That's They sing this song twice in this movie. Well, because it's they have such a love for their, they have such a love for their town or their city. Cincy. First they called it Cincy, but Cincy was too natty. So they named it Cincinnati, or so the legend says. This is really stupid. (laughs) Well. The amount of times Cincinnati, and we talked about it, is mentioned in this movie is out of control. If I lived in Cincinnati, I would wonder why. I've driven through Cincinnati. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not what this movie makes you think it is. It's no toy land. It's not the answer to all of the world's problems. But Pete Rose is, so there you (laughs) have it. <laughs> oh, they they sing about the Reds and the Bengals, and they're going to beat all the other teams. And oh, and it's such a—it's very. I mean, it's uh, was this done on a stage before? Was it a musical on stage before? Yes, it was. It was, it was okay. what's called an operetta, which I didn't research what an operetta is. Um, I assume it's the combination of an opera and something 
a Beretta, maybe. <laughs> but I remember that in elementary school, all of our musicals were called operettas. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what it is. But yeah, no. And this was made in the '60s, and then it was made in the '90s. Oh. And uh, my kids actually went to go see it recently, like a really? play. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't realize it had such yeah. power. And then, and then when they came home, I described the plot of this movie, and they kind of went, mm, that's kind of what it's about. <laughs> so I guess it takes the general idea from the original and crams Cincinnati down our throats. Well, they certainly do. They certainly do. With their, the, I would love to sing about my town in a road trip like that. It would be, I come from N-A-S-H. It's just tricky to do. No, you have to sing it faster. Yeah. N-A-S-H somethingville. <laughs> oh. Somethingville. Somethingville. And, and, and then there's a middle part, Ville. <laughs> right. All right. So <clears throat> she flies out of the back. Yeah, well, the storm is catching up with them as they drive. Oh, and- do you know what we didn't even talk about yet? We didn't even talk about that they have another companion who oh, Georgie plays Parchy. a huge role in Toyland, but is barely there at the beginning well, of this movie. he's just a chubby friend of Keanu, who is... What? Is he? Are these yeah. people friends? Yeah, they work together at the They tour. seem to be really good friends at the end, once we've been through this Toyland adventure, and then we're transported back to her house. Right. But in the beginning, he kind of just wanders up to them. is like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> well, no, and then he he's works... in the Jeep with them. Well, they, they're, they're all part of the, the adventure. He's part of the adventure. And he is. He works with them. And I guess they've developed a relationship through working at the toy store. And, um, yes. And he kind of has, like, a weird flirty thing with Drew. That, oh, yeah. Right? That doesn't uh... seem quite right. Like he it looks seems at her very wrong, especially she's... at the end when she flies away on a sleigh, <laughs> and she goes, she's waving goodbye to everybody, and she goes, "Bye, Georgie," and then she goes, "Oh, Georgie," <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end of the line. Almost as though there was something very inappropriate that they may have cut out later. <laughs> I, uh... oh, I thought at first you. that he was. Um, Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. No, but he's. I thought he was, but he. he his isn't. name as an actor. Did you look up his name? It's like Goo Goo. Oh yeah, yeah, Goober, Gooboo, Goo Goo, yeah. Gaga. Yes. And I had never seen him in other things. I don't watch the show Parenthood, but apparently he's been in a couple episodes of oh. that. Why would you go by that name? Why would you go by Goo 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 Baby Talk? <laughs> Because I don't, I don't. Because know. I did. I did read. It was like this was a nickname given to him by his parents because he couldn't say his real name. Or, uh, well, he does give the most spirited performance in the song. I have to say, in the back seat when they're all singing the Cincinnati song, I think he. I'm gives... sorry, I couldn't take my eyes off Keanu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he would sing, I was totally on board with this. I like the way he swished his hair around when he sang. Like oh, he yeah, yeah. Managed yeah. He had a to lot to do. He had to that drive hair to the bounce. fake car. Yep. Oh, my God. And let's see. We didn't even talk about how when they are being jostled in the snowstorm, how fake and phony it really does look. Yeah. But then, yeah. So she's in the back on her sled, and they hit a treacherous bump oh on God, this wild ride this back home, and she <laughs> slides out the back. She comically flies out the back. <laughs> then I realize, oh, she's sitting on the sled. That's yeah. bizarre. Because she sleds down the hill backward, and then we zoom in, point of view shot, on a tree, which, you know, she smacks her head on that tree, and then we're tra- 
<laughs> transported to Toyland. <laughs> <laughs> Which she floats in on. She floats into Toyland on her sled, right? Is she on her yeah. sled? Oh, yeah. She um, flies in <laughs> and she, on a terrible so she green gets screen. like an aerial view of Toyland um, coming on in. And, there's and these... it's just like rejected Halloween costumes from <laughs> the... the there's giant balloons. It's, it's, as a kid, when I watched it, I remember thinking, whoa. I remember also, um, whenever I would watch this movie as a kid, I would then want to eat gingerbread cookies because something about the movie and the cookie, I wanted to eat cookies. Yeah. Um, Did but, you realize then gingerbread cookies are disgusting? <laughs> horrible. Now I enjoy it, but as a child, yes, the frosting was the best part. Yeah. Um, there's there's bears, there's ducks. The bears are the police. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you think they go. The bears are the police. There are ducks. There's there's pigs, <laughs> mice. There's anything, and then there's, there's a frog, and then right? there's Isn't some there? people. Yes, and then there's also they're just they're just people. Then right. Well, but everything really is. It's it's like bad. They look like mascots for for. Yes. Sports mm-hmm. teams, yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly mm-hmm. what they look like. They all have like, just like a giant duck head, mm-hmm. and then just you know, like you can clearly tell it's a person wearing a little costume. Like you know, the costumes at Disney yes. were better. Were better. Than these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. These were were kind of rejected costumes from um, from Disney's past. Yeah, perhaps. and I guess I mean some of them make sense as. Well, they're fairy tale characters, right? Some right? of them make sense as fairy tale characters, and you can understand where they come from. But then others are just things put right. in there. Right. Just to be a character or a creature. But then, yes, there's real people, too, because there's real people running the bakery, um, which they're walking this giant cake into the town. Uh, yes. And that's what Drew Crash lands into. Right. Right? There's... Yeah. She destroys a wedding cake. Everybody's upset about this. Kind of. Well, they're more upset about the wedding happening, or at least Georgie Porgy is. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgie <laughs> Porgy shows up. Georgie Porgy is really one of the main characters of this movie now. Yes. yes. Where he was kind of just the guy who sat in the back seat with Drew Barrymore. Right. 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 In the jeep. Right. But now he he is. He's. And I love how each character, like the the movie, leaves nothing to the um, imagination. Like he explains everything to Drew. Oh, he just lays out what Toyland is. Exposition yeah. dump. He comes in this big. They they squeezed him into this costume, oh, which is I don't very know unflattering. Why. He's got like these big high waisted <laughs> pants on, so his giant gut is. Visible. They didn't it's, need to do that. They no. could have made it a little He's more. He's got a stupid hat on. What did you say he looked he like? He looks the... like a giant gingerbread man. Yeah. Looks... Yeah. <laughs> right? Because he's yeah. dressed in brown. But he is the um, he's the chief taster at the cookie company. Oh, I missed that. That's I what mean, he I tells guess... her. Yeah, that's what he does. And I guess that's why we're supposed to believe he's a little bumped on the chubby side because it tastes a lot of cookies. Um, but it's his job. And he explains. I mean, the entire economy of Toyland is based around this bakery, right? Well, and there's the Toy Master who makes toys that children don't want to play with anymore. I don't know what the hell that's all about. We'll get to the Toy Master, but that was very strange because he did nothing. <laughs> no. no, he has no magical powers. He just nope. he has a lot of wisdom because he's Chinese and yeah. old, so he has a lot of. At wisdom. one point, they go to him to help them. And he goes, nah, you guys have to do it. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) 
No, he encourages them with his words of wisdom. Come on. Sure. You know, he's the toy master. And he paints eyeballs on dolls. That's his whole thing is painting oh, eyeballs. I can't on. wait to get to that point. <laughs> well, okay. So Georgie lets gives her kind of a lowdown about the town and points to exactly. the giant bowling ball on oh. the hill. Uh, of course, every good villain should live in some sort of scary, shady place. And our Barnaby Bar- Barnacle, is that his name? Barnaby Barnacle? Barnaby Barnacle, yes. He lives in the bowling ball. And it's known that every now and then, for shits and giggles, he rolls his bo- giant bowling ball house into the town and knocks people down. But he doesn't really live in the bowling ball, right? Like, isn't the bowling ball just an entrance to these underground caverns where he lives? Yes, he does. He lives in these creepy underground caverns. And Uh, what's so evil about a bowling ball? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I think that he can roll it over people is the only reason why it's like... Do we ever see that happen? No, he never does it. And he has plenty of, like... In that stupid car chase that happens in the end, I wondered, like, why didn't he summons the power of his bowling ball and just knock it out? But... He's more inept than the witch that attacked Dolly Parton in that movie. <laughs> they tricked into eating her own poison pie. He's even dumber than she is. Well, he does have a grossly long fingernail and is got an eye on younger women. Right, yes. Right? He is he's arranged to be married mm-hmm. to He's arranged m- it himself. Right, right, yes. To Mary, who is Drew Barrymore's sister in mm-hmm. real life. Right. So they are getting married, and she's destroyed their wedding cake. She's fallen into it. But he doesn't really seem to care about that or even notice that Mm -mm. because he just kind of rolls up, and that's it. They're about to get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they go in front of this judge, who I thought he was going to have a bigger role because, I don't know, he just looked like he should. Like he he should with that facial hair and everything. It's a real Amish look that he has going. (laughs) Agreed, agreed. giant beard and a big old hat on his head. And well, he's the judge who's kind of, I guess, Barnaby has everybody in his pocket, right, in well, this town. Well, yes, because he's... Right, the, like, he he seems to just basically tell that judge what to do. Right. He's he's kind of like our, um, like our Goblin King, but not quite right. as flashy. Because he even wears the long coat, like, he's got this black long coat. He's got these two evil henchmen that are hunchback and ugly, and they have very powerful jazz hands, and they stop... Jack or Keanu Reeves from coming yes. and, and getting next to Mary. Yeah, they stop him by not touching him. No, they just, just hands up. Yeah, they just Almost jazz like hands him. It's an invisible like, force field <laughs> that he can't pass through. And that's when he gives one of his first Keanu looks at her. He looks at her like all longingly and stupidly. Um, and because, right. you know, he loves her. And I think they mouth it to each other during the ceremony. Oh, I they? didn't notice that. I, I didn't even know if they knew one another. Like, they're, I didn't... They are in love. I th- th- Didn't okay. you not listen to Georgie Porgy's review of the whole... He explains that in his... No, um, no yeah. I didn't listen. <laughs> they're in love and they should be married, but he's... Yeah, he's. This is his uncle. This is Jack's uncle. Oh, I love that. That was revealed yeah. because I didn't know what was happening at that point in the movie. And, which is even creepier that his uncle is in charge of the town, but is taking his young girlfriend bride. Okay, um, she may be too young for him. But what are his his other options in this town? Well, like, I like a the option. Duck? No, I like later on in the movie when. Um, his her mom gets they give Lisa Drew Barrymore gives um, the the mom um, who is she's not Mother Goose who's the one that lives I think in the she shoe is. 
Is she? No, no, no. Old Mother Hubbard. That's used who she to is. Live... Oh, is, is that is that who she is? She's supposed to be Old Mother Hubbard. Oh no, no, I think yes, in... because the old there was an old woman who lived in a shoe, but she was she. Oh my God, I don't even know. They explain at one point how she was evicted from her shoe, <laughs> so then Mother Hubbard moved into the yes. shoe too. But then she still had all those kids, like... which is a funny. That's funny. Yeah. She she's the kind of the comic relief I feel like in in a lot of ways besides the terrible acting of this movie. So she's she's old mother Hubbard, a chesty old mother Hubbard, might I add. She's got some cleavage in there um for an older lady. Um she is she's the reason, one of the reasons why the wedding is happening because Barnaby threatens to sell her mortgage or something he owns like that. The mortgage to her house. <laughs> which is a this shoe. Is an overly which is a complicated shoe? Yeah. plot. This is <laughs> Overly complex, and I guess he will then pay off her mortgage if he gets to marry her. Otherwise, daughter. they're on the streets, and I gotta tell you, the streets of Toyland doesn't the streets don't look seem, pretty good. Yeah, they don't seem like a bad place to live. The only I'm thing I could see that isn't good about being on the streets is we are told it's never nighttime no. in Toyland, so yeah. you may lose your mind because you <laughs> never sleep. Right, but you're already old, Mother Hubbard. So really, um. Um, yeah, but, yeah, well, so, so the wedding is starting to happen. But they basically, here's the thing. They they do get married. I don't understand how Toyland works marriages. And I don't quite understand how we work marriages in this country, even though I'm married. Because okay. they both say I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aren't they then married? Well, like, she says, for worse. And like, yeah, she yeah, only yeah. talks about the bad yeah, times. Yeah, for better or worse. And agrees like, to those. For she's... worse. Which... It's an odd sort of way that she delivers the line because it seems to me like she's like, for worse? Okay, that works. Yeah. Yeah. And for the bad times? Yeah, I do. I do for those two things. But not in the good times because I got my friend, boyfriend Jack back there. He's the good right. time Jack. Yeah, yeah. She could keep him on the side. I yeah, mean, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't see how that would be a problem. <laughs> they could meet in that mystical dark forest and stuff. No, All right, but anyway. Have... So – they're married, and then I do like how how Richard Mulligan, when it's his turn to say I do, he says I do before the guy's even finished yeah, yeah, reading yeah. the vows. He's like, it's almost like he feels like then he can go home and take her to the bowling ball and, like, rape her or whatever. He's just like, yeah, 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 water. It's, yes. <laughs> but again, less pervy than when he owned when the toy store. When he's in the store. store, right. Yes. So now there are But then Drew Barrymore interrupts. Yeah. She just comes in and she's like, Mother Hubbard, she has a great line where she's like, and you're the one at fault, Mother Hubbard, because you shouldn't want your daughter to live in a bowling ball so that you can pay your mortgage. And I thought that was a great line. Isn't that how we all feel? You because know, you've got three daughters. It's so insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's, oh, my God. So because she interrupts everything, Richard Mulligan gets mad at her. Calls her Sinsky Watsky. Yeah, he gets up in her face and yeah. she starts talking about Cincinnati, of course. <laughs> and then he, I guess, thinks that's her name? Because every time he refers to her, it's Sinsky Watsky. <laughs> With his long, great black thumb. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in her face. And basically, he is intimidated out of the wedding by this 11 year old girl. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, she, because she he, leaves. he leaves. He uh, leaves. <laughs> and then the town loves it. 
They sing a song for her, all about Lisa and how wonderful they she is. They have a song, and they have a parade of made sorts. up about <laughs> this girl who just arrived. Yep. I assume when she smashed a wedding cake, somebody was like, "We got to write a song about this, just <laughs> yeah. in case she stops this wedding." <laughs> She's going to be magical. She just flew into our town. Oh, they gonna... have a float for her. She yeah. runs to the town on a float. There's a whole parade for her, and um, uh, Barnaby watches in vain. From his uh, from his bowling ball, bowling he ball. and his two goons are always sticking their heads, heads out, out of the, the holes, yeah. the finger holes of the bowling ball, which I always. I, I think that that's why. I think they just went for a simple design. They're like, "What's black with holes in it that they could peer out of? Let's let them live in a bowling ball." Boom! That's gonna work for us. And this is where we meet his other sidekick, that one-eyed future-telling bird goblin thing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. They call what? it something in the end when they capture it. Yeah, because like then a he tiki. wants to turn her into, into that bird, <laughs> which seems really strange. This whole movie is so weird. And I, I do like that, how how they're watching them in the town from out of the bowling ball. Yeah. And then he goes inside, and the one-eyed bird is kind of like a crystal ball, and he goes, let me see what they're doing. I'm like, you just saw what they're doing. You could poke your head out and, and keep spying on them. But he watches them through the crystal ball eye of this bird. Right, right. And then we're given more exposition because Keanu Reeves has to talk about how he should have been in charge. I wrote this down because, again, <laughs> it's great. Keanu Reeves says, I can't do a Keanu Reeves impression. Aww. I've been practicing. It's pretty Aww, bad. Because your Dolly Parton one was yeah. spot on. Can you do it like Dolly Parton instead? No, I should have been in charge of the cookie factory, but Barnaby passed a law saying I have to be 21 and be married. I don't even think that's a Dolly Parton one that I was doing. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, but he, his uncle passed a law saying that Gunnarus has to be 21 years old and married. Yeah, yeah. Which I then realized that he said that line wrong or was written wrong. He has to be married by the time he's, he's 21. He's 21, right. Which is on Wednesday. Right. It's coming up. It's coming up. That's why the rush wedding to marry, marry, and yeah. Right. Yes. And they are co-owners as of now in the cookie factory, correct? Sure, I guess. (laughs) Oh, now we go to the cookie factory where there's bakers on roller skates, right? So we, yeah, we get the, we find out, you know, what the story is for, for Keanu or Jack. And then all of a sudden we see this cookie factory um, that looks like a magical fun well, place. It, it does. And so then Barnaby's plan mm-hmm. is to ruin the cookie factory, is to ruin the shipment of cookies mm-hmm. from the cookie mm-hmm. factory. Mm-hmm. So he and his goons apparently – in the floor, there are doors which lead right into, like, evil caverns underground. Mm-hmm. Why nobody's noticed this before, I'm not sure. Or maybe that's just how Barnaby gets to work in the cookie factory <laughs> during the day. Because he's got access from his underground creepy lair. So he and his goons, these goons come, and these goons ham it up a lot of times. And this is one of the yes. scenes. Because they're just there to, like, fuck shit up at this cookie factory, which is just to destroy all the cookies, which... Are cakes, right? Like, well, that's all in cake they're boxes. Around, they're thrown around cakes. Are cakes cookies? Like, it's a bakery, I guess. Not but I don't see a factory. single cookie throughout this movie. Well, no. Um, the only time you see them is when Georgie Porgy is eating them. 
He oh, does eat some cookies. Yeah, he's kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So they they have a whole scene where they're throwing cakes to each other, and then they have baseball bats to hit the cakes, and it's and then they just dump. Then when they ham it up, it's kind of like they're like a, a Three Stooges. Like it's oh. even the it goes like boing, oh, you know. Yeah. The the music is out of control in this movie because it really is just silly cartoonish music. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. was. At one point, I was like, this just sounds like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like they just <laughs> took all the stupid boings and blops and beeps from those cartoons and just said, well, we'll dump them throughout this movie. Barnaby, he, he's like, oh, my plan is coming. I don't understand what his plan is. The, his plans don't really ever come to fruition or seem scary no, or seem no, logical. No. But he decides to destroy everything in this factory. Yep, yep, and I up. guess then blame it on Keanu Reeves. Well, because Keanu Reeves is in charge of the shipments. So if – I don't know how this – relates to then being arrested because he later gets Keanu arrested for this. But <clears throat> this is a... Uh... Characters jump all over the place because you're right. The good guys are in the cookie factory. Mm-hmm. Next scene, the bad guys are in the cookie factory and the good guys are talking to Mrs. Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next scene, the good guys are back at the factory mm-hmm. and this is when he gets them arrested. <laughs> Well, before this... Yeah, please go. I know I'm skipping ahead here. No, it's just a minor skip because it's my... Like I said, one of my favorite characters is uh, Old Mother Hubbard and uh, Mrs. Hubbard. And this is when we uh, are kind of see her again. First of all, Mary, we find, lives in a giant pink shoe, of Mm -hmm. course. And then this is when Mrs. Hubbard, who is forgetful and always has a giant list of things she has to talk about... um, this well, is, when you say always, I think this happens twice. In well, the and then later on at the end when we realize the mom was, she's got a list. She's always forgetting things and has to write them down. But this is when we meet all the random children, Jack B, or not Nimble. We meet all her random children, which are several. No, even Jack the last B. One Nimble is, is Jack, right, right. Yes. Um, she forgets one of the names of her children, but she has a list of ideas of how yes. to earn the um, the mortgage back. And one of them, she tells them, is to sell the children. Yes, and yes. Mary not all goes, of them, though. Yeah, I'm not going to sell all goes, of them. What? Not all of them, just a couple of the little ones, she says. And I love it. I just... Yeah. I love that. And, and I don't think we've talked about how creepy some of the things are in this town. At the, during this scene, over Drew Barrymore's shoulder in the background, you see Humpty Dumpty just sitting on the oh, wall. Just sitting, And yeah. he is terrifying looking. Because he doesn't do anything, wave or anything. He's just like kind of sitting and waiting to fall to his death, I guess. But this is when we see our first uh, pink, one, one of those cars. Those they little... have these cars, which they're not really golf carts. They're more of like little, I guess, go-karts. Yeah, they're kind that of That are just go-karts. randomly parked through this town, which this town is one road. Yes, essentially, right? yes. And I guess you can just jump in these cars whenever you want. Because <laughs> your Barrymore just goes, hey, look, cars. Can I drive the pink one? And she's off. Before anybody even says anything. So I guess these cars are just available to residents of this town whenever they want to drive around. Yes, yes. And and Barnaby has a black one, I think. They all have these little... Yeah, but later on he's in a purple one. Oh, it's purple. That's right, it is. Yeah. It's purple. There is also another great line. When they go back to the toy... Or, sorry, not the toy. The when they cookie? go back to the cookie factory... Uh-huh. Um, 
Keanu Reeves like asks uh, the girl Mary. He goes, "What do you say to a big kiss?" And she goes, <laughs> "Hello, big kiss." <laughs> Classic, classic. Yeah, the jokes are that bad, but that one did work for me. That one made you smile a little bit. Yeah, it did, it did. So then the police show up, and they're bears, of course, because I guess Richard Mulligan called the police? Uh, Like, I guess he alerted the bears to the fact that there's been a cookie-slash-cake robbery. Yes, yes, he he lets the... When the police is just the guy that married them, right? The mayor of the town or whatever, right? He's a judge. A judge, sorry. He's a judge because, yes, Keanu's taken into custody, thrown in jail because everything, the entire, I guess all the cookies, all the cakes, everything... Right. ...is totally gone. Nobody knows where it is. Why would the police believe that Keanu Reeves stole... These cookies. And why would they believe the clearly most evil man in town? Right. Because they're all under his spell? Because we need a stupid movie? Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, because he needs to get to jail somehow. Jack somehow needs to be imprisoned. And, uh, he's in prison twice in this movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's tough times, and there's he's nobody else. He's consistently in prison. He's bad news. Before he turns 21, he's bad news. So Keanu goes to jail, and there is, um, if anybody's interested, first of all, this movie's on YouTube. It's easy to find, and I put a link in. The whole movie is, right? Oh, the yeah. whole movie, yeah. And I put a link on Facebook and, and Twitter, so if you haven't watched it and you want to after you listen to this, <laughs> go right ahead. But there's also, because this movie... Surprise, surprise, has not yet been released on DVD. But it was released on VHS. And VHS cut a lot of stuff from the original TV broadcast. And they cut a lot of songs. Like, you can find a bunch of deleted songs. And there is a song in the jail, in the prison. And I'll close with this song because it's great. Oh. Between just Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend. And it is Keanu... Alone singing. It's the only time in the movie that you hear just Keanu singing. Really? It's great. No wonder you sought it out, my friend. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so he's in jail and Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore and Georgie Porgy decide to break him out. Nothing in this movie is very smart. None of the, you know, like, how do we get him out? Well, basically, they're just going to steal the keys and get him out. Like, that's it. Right. So Georgie Porgy is tasked with stealing the keys. Drew Barrymore is tasked with distracting the judge. And how <coughs> does she decide to distract the judge? By talking about Cincinnati, of course. Of course. It only makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he's fascinated. He thinks Pete Rose is a national treasure. They cut back and forth between her talking about Cincinnati and Georgie Porgy breaking Keanu out of jail. Yeah. And at one point, they just come back, and the judge goes, they must have made Pete Rose king of Cincinnati. <laughs> it's like, what is happening in this movie? Was this financed so by the Pete borough Rose of Cincinnati? Make, I wish that Pete Rose would have made, like, a cameo. Oh, <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. I wish Pete Rose should have been the toy master in this movie. <laughs> well, oh, oh, but soon after the to- the jailbreak is when we meet the toy, the uh, the um, 
infamous toy master, right? Yeah, because they break Keanu out of jail, right. and then they don't know where else to go, so they go to see the toy master, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who I guess is in... He's not in charge of this town. He's just a toy maker, right? Yeah, but I think he's, like, the town was, I mean, it's Toyland. I think it was built around him, essentially. They built this city. <laughs> they built this city on toys. And, <laughs> I don't know, I can't think of anything. And cookies. Toys and snacks. <laughs> and it's Mr. Miyagi. Isn't it, Pat? I don't know how to say it last. Isn't it? Although, <laughs> you weren't sure. Did I just think that was Pat Morita? Or was it really him? And it is. It is. And he's he looks like Santa Claus, but he's not. Like an Asian Santa Claus. Frailer. Well, yeah. Than, and not quite frailer. as jolly. Yeah, no, not he's quite not. as jolly. You're, yeah, you're right. He he's, is frail. Yeah, yeah, and he's got more wisdom than, than, than joy and jolly. Um, I mean, he's kind and sweet. But it's know. weird because he talks about Santa. And Cincinnati. So, like, yes, yeah, so like <laughs> Santa exists in this parallel dimension. Uh-huh. Because he says things like, well, you thought Santa made all those toys? No, I, I make all those toys. And she asks him if he's heard about Cincinnati. <laughs> this is crazy. This is just, she must meet everybody. And instantly it's just like, did you ever hear about Cincinnati? <laughs> I'm from, That's all she has in her life. Maybe that's what this movie. That's what about. she's got going for her, is her hometown. Just like how bad pride can be, and <laughs> nationalism maybe. I'm not sure what the point of this movie is, but yeah. And she says, "Did you hear about Cincinnati?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And then he says, "You must be very proud of Pete Rose." <laughs> Pete Rose is discussed twice in like a five minute span. In this that's movie. what I'm saying. I'm surprised he didn't make a cameo and just be like. Thank you, Toyland, for all of your love. I I would have loved it if he had played the Toy Master. I think that's perfect casting, then. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, and this is this is one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he has like elves, I guess, helping him. Oh yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. if they're elves or whatever they are. So these two elves come in with this doll. I forget what it was. I don't know if it was a ballerina or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like they come in with this doll, doll that they made. Uh huh. And they kind of stand there in front of the Toy Master and go, we don't know what to do about the eyes. <laughs> so then he just paints eyes in there. The end. He must hire the dumbest <laughs> group of toy builder elves ever. They made this entire toy and didn't know how to paint, paint black circles And that's eyes. exactly what he does. He's just like, let me get my paintbrush out and just put two dots here. Boom, boom. We've got eyes. The wisdom of the toy master. Mm, mm, mm. Who really? What's uh, is this when he reveals? It, it goes nowhere. He he reveals that he's been collecting the evil, evil. of the world <laughs> in this little like in a bottle. Yeah, like ceramic bottle. Yeah. I have um, been. Hey, toy master, can you help us? No, <laughs> but I've been collecting the evil of the world in a bottle. And I also have an army of toy soldiers in a closet. Kids don't like giant toy soldiers anymore that come to life. So I just keep them in my closet. With real guns. Guns. (laughs) Kids don't like these for some reason. Seven foot tall toy soldiers (laughs) with working rifles. So instead, you know. Instead I've just been collecting evil. And I keep it in this cabinet for no reason. And of course... 
what's his name? Barnaby. He's watching all this and the single eye of that. Oh, that's right. Of that creepy eye thing. Bird monster that he has. What is that bird monster called? It has a name. A Trolloc. A Trolloc. Oh. They call okay. it a Trolloc. Yes. Or that's what it is. Or its name is a Trolloc. I don't know if that's what kind of bird it is. Um, I was just going to say, now they go back to the factory because Georgie's right. eating a cookie. And they're yeah, like, they, they've gotten nowhere with the toy master. No, he has no. not helped. No, not at all. He so they decide yeah. to return to the scene of the crime. Yes. To look for yes. Well, because George and I is don't eating... understand how a cookie on the floor of a cookie factory is a clue. Well, that... it's not. <laughs> that's something that's there every day. Right. You're in a cookie factory, people. There's right. cookies yeah. everywhere. But Georgie's eating one that was found on the floor, and they figure if they can find. They, I don't know. Where was the cookie, Georgie? Lead us to where you found the cookie. And, um... And Keanu falls into a jail cell again. Yes, he falls through the trap door into the jail cell. And now is when Barnaby has his, I guess, v- villain song, which is sort of anticlimactic for me. I mean, as great as a job as Richard Mulligan does, I think coming from watching David Bowie toss around babies and dancing with goblins... Any villain song just isn't. I think it's fair to say that he doesn't have much to work with in this movie. No. The the song is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. He does say that he's creating pure hell for boys and girls. There's that. That's fine. (laughs) It is just about him prancing around talking about how evil he is. Yes. And it just feels like filler. Yeah. All the songs in this movie just feel like they're trying to hit that hour and a half run yeah, time yeah. so they can cram commercials in and stretch it out and to get two hours on a Thursday night. Yes. No, I was trying to see if there was any other songs that he sang in it. Richard Mulligan? Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. this is his only, right? Yeah, this yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the, this is another scene next with the mom, right? Isn't this one he brings... So he's trapped Jack, and then doesn't mm-hmm. he bring flowers to Mary? Oh, my God. I don't know. I might have skipped over that part or something. I had to watch this in two chunks. Not to say that I couldn't get through it in one sitting, but once he fell into jail, I turned it off. Oh, and and then restarted. Then there was like a good week that elapsed, and then I kind of had to try and find where I started or stopped. So okay. Uh, I okay. So you might have skipped. Okay. Well, because these yes. these are some more good lines from Mother Hubbard. Oh, um, please. When um, I think it's I think yeah I think that Barnaby goes and brings flowers to Mary and um, the, Lisa stops him at the door, gets the flowers, and this is when she's trying to convince Mary old or Mary is old Mother Hubbard rather that maybe Barnaby is into her. And old Mother Hubbard says something. Two lines. One is that dear sweet foolish boy can tell me anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Saucy. Yes. And then somebody else comes to the door. At some point, Georgie Porsche comes around and um, Mary, old Mother Hubbard goes, oh, it's only fatty. Oh, my God. I totally missed that. Yeah. Oh, that's such a yeah. shame. Yeah. No, I, I completely missed that. Uh, um, but But it is weird because, yeah, they do try and they make it seem like the mom may sort of. I guess rehabilitate 
Richard they leave Mulligan that into out, being. Though. Yeah, yeah, they, they really never... want. I wanted that to pay off. Me in the too. End. Like, I wanted. I them thought that's to... what was going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. I thought. But so too. no, it's not. It's and... just talked about. Yeah, I think they would look you good see together. That, you see that a lot in kids' movies. Yes, where the bad guy does come around, and you know the whole thing is because even the toy master at some points is like he never had a childhood. You know, he never. Yeah. Uh, what did Santa not bring you anything last year? And I thought it was going to be this whole scene at the end where he almost breaks down crying. Right, because like, he's no, had such I a... don't. Yes, no. I've had a horrible life. I don't get toys. Nope, never. And pays then off. they give him kindness or Pete Rose, and then he's oh. <laughs> but that's audience. That is not how it ends. I would have liked it at the end if one of those troll monsters just took off his head and it was Pete Rose and he stepped out. And he's like, <laughs> I don't need to be in charge of these troll monsters anymore. <laughs> Barnaby, you learned a valuable lesson. And he gives him a signed bat or something. <laughs> we are welcome to Cincinnati anytime. Oh. Okay. Oh, so while looking for Jack, because now they not only have to find all these cookies that are gone, but Jack's gone too. Right. Mary falls down into the same jail cell. Well, she decides to go looking for Jack because according to her, it's time I did something besides cry. Because, you know, no one wants to just be a crybaby, a cry. I have not seen her cry once throughout this entire movie. No. That doesn't make any sense. But that's what she says before she storms off into the bowling ball where, yes, when she goes in, she falls down and is reunited with Jack. Um, And then they, again, run Georgie Porgy and Drew Barrymore run back to to the Toy Master again. useless Toy Master who wants to turn Barnaby into a wind-up pussycat. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, yeah. No, he doesn't even say he wants to do that. That's what Drew Barrymore suggests. <laughs> Can't you do something like turn him into a wind-up cat? Why she thought of that, I don't know, but it's a great idea. <laughs> but the toy master doesn't. He sees good no. in everyone, and he's he goes, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. <laughs> well, and because of his lackluster, you know, go forthness and trying to problem solve, they come to the toy masters. Right? Doesn't Barnaby come to the toy? This is when they get all tied up. Barnaby busts in, uh-huh. ties everybody up, uh-huh. including Pat Morita, and then he just steals the world's evil. Yeah, steals the jug of evil. And leaves. And then leaves that one-eyed parrot demon <laughs> to, I guess, eat them or something. He He's just, like, uh, you take care of them. And yeah. it's like pecking them. I mean, it's, and they're all very sort upsetting. of scared and then uh, – Sort of scared, but why? But, I don't – it doesn't appear to be hurting them at all. But then Lisa Drew is very, very savvy and she gets him to – she gets the trellis bird thing to peck her her rope so that she is free and frees everybody else and – Barnaby's plans have huge holes in oh, them. Oh, huge, huge. Um, and then uh, this is where uh, the Toy Master uses his great skill of painting eyes – and he, he paints an eye. He can do one thing well, I guess. <laughs> he paints an eye or paints black over the trellis's eye. So I guess Which the power is Which seems like gone. it would be extremely painful. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes black paint and slathers it all over this thing, single eye so it can't see. And then they push it into a chest. <laughs> and lock it up. To, I assume, suffocate. Yes, yes. And then oh the, that, oh yeah, and this is when they say, "Go help us," and he says, "Nope, you guys go yeah. do it." <laughs> well, this, this is when he explains to them, "It's it's you guys, it's the young that have to save Toyland." 
I'm not. I'm an old man. That sounds, that sounds like a cop out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It sounds like he wants to have a cup of tea and put it his It really does up. just sound like he came to Toyland to retire <laughs> and he is not up for any of this shit. He doesn't want a monkey around. He had his bottle of evil stored well and his little toy soldiers and he <laughs> just wanted to kick back and uh, yeah, live out his retirement. Apparently, he didn't know that Barnaby had this bird. Who can just show him anything he wants at no, any time. No, I'm telling you, the Toy Master has no real magical powers. Why um, is he collecting evil? <laughs> is it doing any good in society? Does he say anything like, I've avoided a third world war because I collected this evil? No. And it's not even specific which evil it's from. Like, maybe it's the Toy and, Master's own evil. We and I know that this is all just a dream. Right. But does he talk about the real world at all? Mm-mm. Like, who is this? who are these toys for? Mm-mm. Are they for the children of Toyland, or are they for the children, the children of, the of the real world, world? and I, where is that? I think it's for the children of the real world. I don't know. But I don't know. Oh, my God. All right. I don't know. Hey, why do they decide to go to the evil forest? Because they have to get Jack and, and Mary, I think. That's well, what why they don't decide. they just go to the bowling ball? Like, I didn't, I didn't understand why they went into the evil forest. I do like how they Maybe they're cutting this, straight to the chase. They, they open up this big, giant gate. Yes. Because apparently Toyland is just fenced off and is surrounded by an evil forest. Yes. So they open this gate and a bear police officer walks up to them. <laughs> and they just say, no, 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 we'll be fine. Right, right. And he just lets them go. And he lets and them go. And then the camera lingers on this bear for a long time while noise is like, mm, 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 <laughs> That's right. Mm, 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 so the bear's performance is better than Keanu's. Let's just yeah. say it he like it. He seems genuinely concerned. <laughs> right. And Keanu's been in jail this whole movie and doesn't seem to care. And doesn't seem to care. Right. And they, well, fall, they fall into jail immediately. Yeah, everybody gets sucked into this little jail cell where now uh, uh, Barnaby, um, this, is, <laughs> this is great. So great. When Barnaby releases the evil oh. onto them, which is just oh, kind of... first of all, in case you as listeners were wondering... What happened to the thousands of cookies? I, Barnaby says, I've got hundreds of ugly trolls. And they ate all the cookies. What, who wrote this movie? Did you? I, I, I do remember that. Stupid movie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so he unleashes the evil of the world onto the group in the jail cell so that they'll become evil and the whole thing he's not shy about it he just empties the whole green cloud of vile onto them not the whole and, green cloud but a lot of it but a lot because of remember it. he saves a little bit of oh it. that's right so they they start this is this is my favorite scene when they start the evil starts to set in and they're starting to kind of talk in slow motion and what Drew, is, they're hacking and coughing and crawling on the ground, writhing around, <laughs> except for Drew Barrymore. She's not affected by it, and she can't figure out why the evil of the world is not affected by it, but it's because... What's the first thing that would come to your mind if you weren't affected by an evil cloud gas? Well, would it be because of the town that you live in? I think it would be because of Cincinnati and my heart! And I was really, when I saw this part, I was very upset that I took a week break between watching this. Uh, I was like, oh my God, this was right around the corner. And I didn't and see didn't it. Know. Because you're right. This is the best part of this movie. <laughs> so they are in they are in jail and then Drew gets them to bust out into the Cincinnati song. But it's 
awesome how she does it because, like I said, each one starts in slow motion and then all of a sudden. Except for Keanu, because I don't think. Well, he, he can is slow do motion. This. He I don't is think slow he motion. So he is already. Keanu, in. sing slower. I don't know. This is as slow as I can go. No, slow it down. I can't go any slower than this. Oh, all right, just sing the song and then whatever. And so they do. And singing about Cincinnati, just so you know when you're ever having a bad day, if you ever just sing about Cincinnati, it'll all go away. You'll feel so much better. And so they make the evil go away, but they still have to act like um, like giant handicap monsters when they... Um... Giant <laughs> handicap monsters really is a great description of how they act. <laughs> Yeah, because once he once he blows evil into there, he leaves for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I guess he's got... It comes back like five minutes later. Yes, yes. To make sure the evil has set in. And yeah. they pretend it does, oh, which they do all. They just... <laughs> That's it. And he is totally convinced yeah. that this he's is He's like, worked. it worked. They're like, evil. wow, I didn't yeah. even think it would work. But I guess it did. And I guess this is the effect this has on them. I- so he's excited that he's got, the, but doesn't take long, and they escape, right? No, it really doesn't take long because he opens the door and they go trick you, and yeah. that's it. They run. <laughs> the, they could not act like that anymore, I guess. Yes, yeah. And then uh, they run off, and they have a, and then Barnaby breaks the rest of the bottle, so the the the. So that he and his army of. Trolls are super evil can now. Inhale it and become super evil. Right, right. And I love his his acting. It's just great how he's like, oh, I can feel it working. I can feel it working. I'm becoming more evil. And this is what he says: "There's no more being subtle." Is this when he? Is it his line that says, "No more being subtle." I'll snap the smiles off their faces, and off he goes. And this is the other. I don't know if it's the other great part that this is when the car chase happens oh you can find the car chase isolated on youtube oh it's so if you just yeah if you just type in like uh toyland car chase because uh-huh. it's worth watching alone <laughs> if you don't want to sit through the movie watch all the songs yeah and the definitely car the chase. cincinnati song because it wards off evil because the car chase is super dumb <sighs> because they're in these little cars which they make weird bubble where, sounds where do they go like 10 miles per hour, yeah, maybe? Yeah, They're They make Hanna-Barbera bubble sounds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And old-timey horn sounds like, ooga <laughs> and stuff like that throughout. <laughs> so it's all these sounds just dumped in while they drive in circles. Yeah, yeah. They don't really... And crash into each other, right? Like at one point, they're driving in such a tight circle, they could just reach out and touch each other <laughs> if they wanted to. But they're chasing each other. And it's you're right. It's like a Three Stooges, like Marx Brothers yeah, sort of yeah. level of comedy here, where they get away, but the bad guys are still driving in circles. Yeah, somehow, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Giving high fives. I don't understand what's happening at this it's point. It's very goofy. It's very. And they goofy. do end up crashing. The yes. bad guys end up crashing. Mm-hmm. And now again, we go back to the toy master, right? Why? Why do they keep doing this? Well, because the Toy Master is filled with wisdom, I guess. That's the only reason to see him. Unless He you... has not helped them once. Except when he painted a monster's eye shut. <laughs> right. 
But even that, they still had to capture the monster. But if they didn't go back to him, we wouldn't be treated to Pat Morita singing a song. Oh, well, this is where he again unleashes the wisdom of... um, And this is where I wondered if Drew felt a correlation to her own life, where Lisa has never really gotten a chance to be a kid. She just grew up too fast. She was making pancake dinners for family of crazy people and trying to take care of her family. Which I didn't really get. I don't think they laid that on. Well, and she has an older sister that works. So really, was she that? But Well, whatever. We're meant to believe that she didn't live much of a childhood, but she still has her teddy bear. Did you hear that, everyone? She still has her teddy bear. No, she doesn't. She has her teddy. Oh, her teddy. I kept my teddy. I love my teddy. I miss my teddy. I was uncomfortable watching this <laughs> and listening to her say teddy over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's just because it is Drew Paramore, <laughs> and I was thinking about how awful her childhood probably was. Yeah, yeah. I felt really bad watching a lot of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help. But her. yeah, once she says that she kept a teddy bear, and <laughs> I love how she's like, "And I miss him," <laughs> and that's it. Everything's cool now. Yeah, yeah. Because through this. Toy soldiers, those violent giant toy soldiers, right. come to life. Well, through her believing. Well, now what's happening is the monsters have come through the town. That right too, the scary monsters, and which are basically like tree stumps and weird. I don't know what they trolls. I guess, like you said, so people from the town decide <clears throat> to hide in giant boxes that look like presents, and they try to make a barricade with the presents, right? To yeah, fight yep. to, to stop yeah, them from coming. Work. Yeah, not gonna yeah, work. Big empty cardboard boxes but stack them up guys they'll never get through here <laughs> to be these things that look like trees and that are impossibly large just going that's my imitation of there it's pretty spot on yeah, i know i know but now that you're right the toy soldiers are released to fight these tree goblins and this is the battle of toyland the great battle yeah. They have cannons. They wheel out cannons. And the townspeople are throwing vegetables and fruit yeah. and tomatoes. Um, yeah. But yeah, the cannons get wheeled out. The guns are being shot. And, um, oh, Georgie. This is fun, too, when Georgie knocks the heads together of the two evil twins. Yes. And, and the humpback twins or whatever. Um, oh, Jack and Barnaby have a fight in the well, town square. Fist first, fight. Barnaby kind of sneaks off. Ah, uh, yes. And I do love how he grabs Drew Barrymore by the head and he, he like violently shakes her. I rewound it so I could watch it twice. I don't know why I did this. But he grabs her head and he's just like, you're, you're responsible for this with his giant black fingernails. And she looks to be in a little bit of pain. But then you're right. Keanu Reeves comes in and just beats up an old man. Yeah, like they have a fist fight. It's Keanu yeah. Reeves beating up an elderly man and he wins. And yes, and then he's Barnaby is banished, like you said, where you would think, oh, maybe there's going to be a turnaround. Barnaby's banished to the forest well, of I, the night. I do also think it's funny how Drew Barrymore yells at the troll monsters, and she's like, hey, Barnaby's why you're evil. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're so easily convinced. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they probably kill him. Yeah, they, look, they basically like take him and drag him back into the forest. True, right, right. And then Toyland's free of evil. And then, now that they have a well-regulated militia. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then the wedding of the, the century happens, right? right. These two yes. finally the, get the married. proper wedding happens. There's a creepy thing that happens between the judge at the end and Mary. He, like, gives Mary this, like, weird wink and, like, see you soon, Mary. I don't know if you caught that. After he after he marries them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of sultry. Ooh, yeah. that's weird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because he and her mom get together. Yes, exactly. Right. Because yeah. doesn't she kind of come up at the, at the end and, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, what mom? are you doing tonight? Yeah. That's what she says. <laughs> oh, during the wedding, I wrote down, they, they cut to people in the crowd. And there's people that we've seen before, like in giant duck heads and stuff. They cut to a lion wearing a football jersey. <laughs> Again, somebody's wearing a mascot. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's almost like they just said to the extras, I don't know, bring whatever you got from <laughs> home and we'll sort it out when you guys get here. Well, this was filmed in, uh, I think, West Germany. Oh. Too. I, did, I did find that out. It was filmed not in, the in Cincinnati. In not shit. in Cincinnati. Yes, amazingly enough, mm. West Germany, which is the best Germany. West is the best. You know how that That's goes. Right. After the grand wedding is when we have our grand finale um, of Drew riding off in the oh, Toy Master sleigh and waving she to just everyone. Jumps in, and I don't understand. She jumps in the back of the sleigh. Because I guess she knows that it's going to get her out of there. Does anybody tell her to get in this? No. No, no she jumps in she on her knows. own. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then just says, I wish I could say goodbye to the Toy Master. <laughs> and the guy driving the sleigh is the Toy Master. I mean, clearly, to anybody looking at this, he is the Toy Master. But it's an odd reveal yes. when he turns around. It's like, oh, there's Pat Morita. <laughs> and they fly through the air. With terrible green screen effects again. Yes. Um, I don't know if you noticed this part, and I don't want to sound so creepy. Drew Barrymore's in the back, and she crawls or, like, climbs into the front seat with mm-hmm. the Toy Master. Mm-hmm. You can see her Oh, her panties! Her yeah. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. I'm glad you saw it. Like, I didn't want to bring that no, up because she, I know it's so... No, she awkwardly climbs to the front, and, yeah, she totally flashes. You can't edit that out? I would think that She's they would. She's a child. <laughs> You can't put that in and put it on TV nope, for, nope. Pe- for anyone and to see. And it's not even like she's got little skorts on underneath or anything. No. no it's pure panty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, again, near the end, this got no, very No, I have Drew Quick Panty Flash rides on yes. back of Toy Master Sleigh. Yes, I have. I took note of it, believe me. Um, and then at the end, of course, just like throughout all this movie, all of the lessons are discussed um in case After you she wondered. Says, Bye, Georgie. Yeah. Georgie. <laughs> That's it. The end. To a very more child upskirt. No, she then... wakes up. She wakes up at home. We get a little more back to the real life where they're all around her and worried about her. And, and um, yeah, she. They're all worried except for, except for George, who's just decorating the tree. <laughs> right. Everybody else seems to be gathered around very concerned. And he's just. He turns to look at her and then just keeps throwing tinsel <laughs> on the tree. For all we know, he roofied her and had his well, oh, yeah. day with her while she was asleep. Yeah, and I do like how she wakes up and she's like, where's so-and-so? She says her brother's name. And her mom's like, you're so worried about him. He's upstairs sleeping. And at first I was like, who are they talking about? <laughs> Is there another member of this family that just wasn't in Toyland? And that's when I realized, yeah, that kid wasn't in Toyland. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How was everybody else there except for her brother? Either they decided that his acting um, 
overshadowed Keanu's, and they were like, nope, we can't have that They're happen. Like, we can only have, we can limit seven people in this movie that overshadow Keanu. Eight <laughs> is way too many. <laughs> but yeah, he's not seen again. He was putting tires on, or chains on his mom's car. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's Christmas and Eve. She also went down a hill in a sled and smashed her head against a tree. Wakes up babbling about Toyland, a toy master, and some trolls, and they're all laughing about it. Like, she should get a cat scan <laughs> or something, because that's upsetting. Yeah, she needs some medical attention. Yes. Oh, I will. I will agree to that, yeah. <laughs> and it abruptly ends. Yes. It's just and then the end. we're done with the magic of... It makes me want to take a trip to Cincinnati. I don't know about you. I think we should do our next podcast live from the town of Cincy. I would... Okay. If somebody wants to sort of start crowdfunding, uh, you could start a Kickstarter if you want to fly us out. Well, you can probably drive. Yeah, I can drive, actually. Oh, uh, you know what? Far. I'm not that far. I could drive, Let's too. meet in Cincinnati. If somebody could just rent out a theater in Cincinnati, <laughs> get this movie to be played, I'll sit on stage. You and I can talk I'll do it. it. We'll do, I'll do it. We'll do live commentary. I would love people that. people can get this together, I that would, would be great. It. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, was this movie sponsored by the borough of Cincinnati? I feel like it, it had to have been. been. Yeah, I feel like it Or did Pete been. Rose just throw money at this project? <laughs> well, you talked about how you loved this as a child. Yeah. So I think that you – we can probably speak for, I was about to say, maybe half of our listeners. No, we can speak for our entire listenership. You, having seen this as a child and revisited it now. Yeah, yeah. Me, having never heard of this thing before, uh-huh, uh-huh. and just watched it for the first time. So what was your thoughts watching it now? Uh, the part of me that watched it as a kid, there was that part of me that was, it was sort of nostalgic and nice to remember, you know, the Sinsky Watsky, I remember. I remember the Cincinnati song. So there was a, a comforting, like, nostalgic feeling in watching it. Um which is to be expected, but the the rational human side of me was like, "This movie's crazy! What the <laughs> hell? It's a fun romp, I'll say. I don't know if you would attempt to watch it with your own daughters. I think there's other. I mean, I would even recommend Labyrinth. Or um, yeah, I was going to say, you think there's others? We've yeah. seen others that are better already. But uh, like I said, the 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 part of me, the the kitty, the there was a nice nostalgic. Um, feeling watching it um, but it wasn't like I couldn't wait to watch it again and like I said I don't even like Drew and Keanu either one of them as actors so it's yeah it was goofy how I about mean, you I'm, I'm mesmerized by Keanu's badness like I Drew Barrymore I, I don't really need to watch badness. her in movies right. but he's really bad to the point where I enjoyed watching just how inept he is as an actor. So you enjoyed it, but for... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, oh. I did not enjoy this okay, movie. Okay, okay. I really didn't. I... And for as crazy as it seemed at times, I was really bored by this movie. So there were action. so many parts where I was just like, this is so boring. They're back in this Toy Master <laughs> shop again. He's not going to do He's not going to help you guys. And He's there's not. like a lot of just exposition, just characters walking around talking about what is happening filling us in filling us in yeah yeah without showing it true yeah i i didn't i did not enjoy it i i mm. thought and this is coming from somebody who really enjoyed a smoky mountain christmas <laughs> like <laughs> let's keep these that were in both mind. tv movies that were super silly yeah 
But I thought everybody had kind of bought in in a Smoky Mountain Christmas to the point where they were like, all right, this is junk. This is super stupid, but let's just have fun with it. This, I didn't think, like, anybody was having a good time making this. You felt you felt uncomfortable for, for the cast. Yeah, okay, I okay. did. What do you recommend instead? Smoky Mountain Christmas? Yes, I do. Okay. From I now do. on out, actually, all recommendations go straight back to... No, I... I had a hard time with recommendations because I don't like Keanu Reeves or Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find any other Cincinnati movies, but I will recommend a Keanu movie. Oh, all right. Keanu's been in good movies, but not because he's good in them. Okay. Except for, I think, two movies. Okay. First of all, I think, I think Bill and Ted, I think he's genuinely good in that. Like, as a movie, they don't smoke weed in that movie right because it's a movie for kids right, basically right. they just act like they're kind of high all the time true, true. and he's really good at that like he's really good at playing a super idiot yeah so that's not even the one i'll recommend but it's good so watch it don't watch the second one that's that's, that's silly yeah but the movie that i will recommend is i love you to death the one with kevin Ke- klein yeah. and tracy ullman yeah. where she where she decides to murder her philandering husband. Yeah. Philandering? Is that the right word? I mean, Did I just... I, I yeah, think, sure. Isn't Let's River Fe- is River Phoenix in that? No. River Phoenix is in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part of the movie, Keanu Reeves isn't on screen a whole lot. Maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh-huh. But remember she... Or River Phoenix goes to hire two drugged up guys to kill him mm-hmm. and one's keanu reeves and one's william hurt oh right right, right. and when they show up it's really great like they're because <laughs> he just plays another stoned out loser idiot right and he's really good at that that's like i think that's what he can do that's but it's baseline a good movie. that's baseline yeah. for keanu so yeah. if you've never seen it watch it it's it's keanu's best performance better than his babes in Thailand performance Anything that he's ever been in is better than his babes in toilet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I was like you. I don't. I didn't recommend a Keanu or a Drew movie. I did. If you want to see like a, a, I would recommend Labyrinth as one other movie that's kind of similar to this um, because I think it's. I just liked it. Enjoyed that movie better. And I'm. Oh, I've been an Alice in Wonderland fan since I was little. And the TV movie version of Alice in Wonderland. Jeez, oh, I, I almost recommended this. Oh, I yeah? almost recommended this. Yeah. You, are you talking about the one that's in like two parts? Yeah. Like two big long yes. parts mm-hmm. where it's like through the looking glass and Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. And exactly. Carol Channing plays yes, like a yes, white, the, white mm-hmm. queen or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. That's, so great. That I would recommend over this for a similar sort of a genre. Yeah. And if you're looking for um, to pick out well, – I picked out Eileen Brennan because I enjoy her. And she – Oh, she's so great. She was in both – Two great movies. She was in the movie Clue. She was Mrs. Peacock in the <laughs> yes. movie Clue. And Private Benjamin, which was her best performance. Okay. I think she actually won an award or was nominated for that. So those are the movies I would recommend. I wouldn't recommend unless, like I said, uh, maybe my little sister should watch Babes in Toyland again with her own baby. But beyond that, I wouldn't have anybody watch this movie. Um, unless they were really high, maybe. Like I Bill guess, and Ted like I said, there were just long stretches yeah. where I was Board. Yeah, I like I said. I felt like this is like a it's like a half hour long TV show that they decided to stretch into an hour and a half long movie. It didn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah, no, no I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. 
we don't really have many shout outs or any shout outs this week, but mm-hmm. I do um there is a podcast that's really good. It's called Broad Appeal. Oh. And it's these two guys from London mm. that talk about female centric movies. Oh, that's And they've only fun. talked about movies from the nineties. I don't know if that's their thing, mm-hmm. but they've talked about like Girl Interrupted Ooh. and Evita. And I good forget choices. what else, but they just kind of started in the past few months, but it is really good. I like it. And so that's what I would suggest people listen to. So. I would listen to that one. I like it. And they're yeah. from London, so they've got lovely accents. That was not a British no. accent you just put on there. <laughs> no, sorry. If you forget how to do a British accent, just remember mine. From Labyrinth, where I was Paul Bettany. Hello, hello. I'm Paul Bettany. Fish and chips. Oh, my God. Well, you can listen to the episode. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But I think yeah. I talked about tea. Well, anyway, you're right. Okay, so our last episode. Our last episode. Of oh, the year. And of then the we're year. done with this podcast. No, never. We, we have too many others in the vault. But It is our last episode of the year, but not really, because it will come out on January 4th. First. Right, so technically it's the first episode of the new year, but it's our, we'll record it, yeah, sort of cuspy, yeah. Like, I mean, nobody celebrates New Year's Day, right? right? Like, everybody's just kind of hungover and that's that. Right. Although I think you get a day off of work, right? It is a holiday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, now that we've dissected what New Year's Day is, right. a holiday, everybody, <laughs> in case you weren't sure, you heard it here first. We're New here, to clarify. Is here a to clarify. Yep, yep. So this is going to be our final TV holiday movie. Right. Let's call it. Yes. And it's going to be a very Brady Christmas. It's going to be very awesome is what it's going to be. So, sorry, Jewish friends. They didn't, I guess they didn't make many non-denominational holiday movies. In the 80s. Mm. Babes in Toyland might be the closest you get, (laughs) but they do talk about Santa Claus. Yes, yes. The closest you get. True. So, yes. So, that will be our next episode, and we will have a guest. (gasps) The first time ever that we actually have a guest. We're going to have to figure out how this will work. It's a new year, new things. All three of our schedules are conflicting at this point. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yes. Because it's so, a good time and it's a great movie. So we'll work it out. And I think we're going to bring in a fan. Oh, I, I was going to say gonna a Brady? In... Are we going to bring in no. a Brady? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He matters Chris Knight. He matters. And we'll bring in Chris Knight. I don't think he's been doing much since his, uh, I think he had a reality show on With that uh, America's Next Top Model chick. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's hard up for some work. So maybe we can get him. Maybe. No. Maybe we did get him. Maybe that <clears> is <throat> Maybe that's who our Brady Bunch expert is. You don't know. By proxy? You don't know. I don't. Uh, is I don't that know. right? By <laughs> proxy? Um, I don't think you're using that right. <laughs> it's titular. Just believe me. It okay? is. It really is. <laughs> oh, well, I can't believe we talked this long about Babes in Toyland. That is awesome. And thanks for hanging in, audience, because... Well, I think our runtime says a lot longer than this episode Than it was. is, really was. We did but leave still. at one point. To <laughs> pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... All right, everybody. On that note, we will see you in two weeks' time. When you are hungover on New Year's Day, you can listen to us talk about 
a very Brady Christmas. <sighs> oh, which can also be seen on YouTube. Just type it in. Yeah, all, let's all, all watch these it TV together. movies. I guess just they they end up in fall the land of immediately YouTube. into the public domain, and so anybody can put them on YouTube. That's totally incorrect information, guys. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> the government will get you. <laughs> oh, also, um, speaking of Richard Mulligan, remember his daughter in Empty Nest was played by um, oh Christine McNichol. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice turn, nice bringing it full, full, it full circle. circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good job there on that one. All right, I'm leaving. Good All night, right, everybody. good night, and have a happy holiday. On the outside looking in, on the inside looking out. It could knock down ten city walls. It excites. It enthralls. It delights. It appalls that feeling of floating on an ocean full of warm emotions. It's the notion of smoothing on a lotion full of soothing potions. And Mrs. Hubbard. You should be ashamed forcing your poor daughter to go live in a bowling ball just to pay your mortgage.